So as uh, longtime listeners know very well, uh, the producer of this podcast, the guy who edits it and makes us sound way better than we actually sound live, is my brother, producer Nick Sharapa. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because of our podcast that he met his wife and got married, mm-hmm. producer Riley Sharapa yep. now. Yep. And uh, they've had a little baby girl who yes, right. just turned one year old. Yep. Uh, and that is producer Indiana. Yes. Okay. So that's those are the those are the the crew, the cast of characters. Yeah. All the producers, the producer yeah. family. Okay. Now, um, this is the first grandbaby on the Sharapa side of the family. Right. And so this is a very very big deal for us. And uh, we've got this whole big group chat from my dad, my aunts, nieces, I mean uh, cousins, and we all came come together on this group chat just so we can see pictures of producer Indiana because she is so cute. Well, you know, Nick and uh, Riley had been away this past weekend doing mm-hmm. some stuff at Riley's side of the family, weddings, blah, blah, blah. Haven't seen any pictures of the baby in a while. Mm-hmm. I was dying inside wanting to see pictures of my little niece, but mm-hmm. I was like, they're busy. I don't want to be that. I already, already feel a little bit, you know, I don't want to be keep asking for pictures of my niece, right? I right. just, you know, just don't want to be pushy like that. Right. I mean, I want to be, but I don't want to be. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. Yes. Okay. Well, um, so after a hiatus, a time in the desert with no new media featuring producer Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, Nick started posting some pictures to our group chat, mm-hmm. a few cute little pictures. And then what can only be described as my experience was as an FU to the entire family. Um, he posted a picture of the little baby Indiana right after she had lost her lunch ah and, yes and it's all over her shirt and she looks very confused which also imagine like because she hasn't i don't think she's you know thrown up very much um at least not in her recent memory yeah. so just imagine how confusing that would be to just have that happen all of a sudden when you you have no expectation of it right so she looks very confused very sad and also it's super 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 gross right mm-hmm. and messy <laughs> And messy. And and this is the picture, one of the pictures that Nick sends to our family group chat. And it caused an immediate ruckus. And my dad's ticked off and like, what the heck are you doing? Um, now, Nick explains this. And I'm not sure if this is real or not. Apparently, it's real. That, you know, when your kid gets sick, uh, the doctor wants a description of whatever is exiting the child. Right. The right. Projectiles. Yes. So, uh, from various ends. All right. This yes. is the thing. And um, the first time this had happened, uh, the doctor asked Nick if he had any pictures. And he's like, no, <laughs> why would I take a picture then? <laughs> so he says, now he's going to be prepared when he goes to the doctor. It's like, right. this is what it looks like, oh <laughs> which is like, <laughs> oh, oh, God bless parents. I, I, that's, it's an amazing and indeed. beautiful yes, I think vocation. I, I think, I think um, <laughs> Nick had sent a f- few texts about, uh, about all this yes. to the clerically speaking uh, text group as well. Uh, <laughs> Just to was... look out the, uh, the the rearview window right. and uh, see your poor little baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Except it wasn't as deep as that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Good times. Well, one thing that won't make you lose your lunch is this episode of Clerically Speaking. Hello, I'm Father Anthony. I'm Father Harrison. 
quick thing, actually, by the way. Sure. I don't know if it's like formally episode 200, but this is going to be like our 200th downloadable episode. What we're doing right really? now. Really? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> there was some stuff dropped in between there. Maybe weren't episodes, qua episodes, but still. We've also had yeah some goofy things. Yeah, yeah. The some, one episode but still, when, that's, that's that's quite yeah. a landmark. Yeah, it's a real it's, thing. We're a real, real podcast. But uh, and because we're a real podcast, we have the right to rip on fake podcasts. Absolutely. And I keep on forgetting to bring this up, and I'm like, I'm finally remembered today. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Oh yes, I need to drag the crunch. The crunch. Yeah. So patreon.com slash the crunch. I was doing, this is back in September now. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was doing a, uh, a barbecue. I think, yeah, that was the night. Yeah. I was doing a barbecue for the young adult group just to welcome them back to school. Hey, say hi, whatever. Great night. And one of the guys who's been really integral to, to a lot of this, he helps with my ultra serving. He's been helping getting things set up on campus for mass every week and everything like this. Uh, his name's Mitchell. Shout out to Mitchell. Hi, and Mitch. Uh, uh, as we're hanging out in the rectory for a bit, as we're him and a couple other guys, I think Francis is there. Anyways, and someone else was, he's like, we're talking about podcasts. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been listening to The Crunch a lot lately. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, he goes, yeah. And he's like, they're like, oh, what's The Crunch? He goes, oh, like it's a comedy podcast. Like, it's like the best Catholic podcast out there. It's what now? Yeah. The youth are getting too big for their britches. Father Anthony, mm, the best Catholic. How old was this person? This Mitchell. Oh, oh, Mitchell's twenty-one. So mm-hmm. I mean, he can be forgiven. He's a tiny baby, but he has been duped. He has Absolutely. been. He has been manipulated. He has been mind controlled. Bamboozled. Bamboozled. Deceived. Yes, deceived. Trickified. Um, um just every possible descriptor. Yeah. Because in the end, what we know is now that Ethan and Pat are corrupting the youth. I've suspected this for a while. Yeah. Not only that. Time to get him out. Yeah. Um, that is what happens when you corrupt, you corrupt the, youth the youth in our good city-state of podcast Athens. Anyway, um, I've known this for... A while. I mean, I, I invited yeah. them on for what was supposed to be a bonus episode. Yeah. By the way, like thanks a... a lot because guess how Mitchell found out about about uh, about the crunch because oh, of that from, one from our interview. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. See, we're helping the children out. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, you know what, what? What is as? I don't know how to react to it. I feel like I should be angry. I think I am, but more like numb and shocked to it. Right. Do you know what? Like how dare they? What's that? Like, how dare, dare they do this? Yeah, it's kind of like, how dare they? Um, sure, that's a great question. I'm going to ask him that. But also, producer Riley's favorite Catholic podcast right now uh-huh. is The Crunch. She's like on their Discord, chatting it up, part of the community. And I just, I like, what, what's, 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 what's with that? What's, what's going on here, folks? Mm, I, don't I don't know either. I'm like, uh, kind of disappointed. Yeah, I'm. It could even, be worse. Even she offended. could be listening to Catching Foxes, so you know it could be worse. <laughs> or if one more person mentions anything Father Mike Schmitz has done, I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh, also, my favorite thing to do is well, first of all, Father Mike Schmitz is a good guy, great priest. Yeah, uh, he's a big fan of mine. But I always, I always love telling people 
that Father Mike Schmitz is just a little guy. Yeah. He's like 5'7 in real life. Yeah. Just a bit This is the gospel me. I preach. He's just a little boy. It's a little, little bit guy. me. Little guy. Yeah. 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 He's adorable. Yeah. See? Yeah. Shatter your worldview of Father Mike Schmitz. Yeah. He's yeah, just as holy as you think he is, but he's a lot yeah, shorter. He's um, also, you know how uh, 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 George Michael Bluth wears that muscle suit for the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For the the live art exhibit yes. exhibition, their first season of Arrested Development, that's pretty much what Father Mike Schmitz wears. <laughs> I wasn't gonna add him like that, but uh, just that he's very short. He just shouldn't go swimming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do we want to make any more enemies, or we can move on to? Uh... I mean, listen. If we have to make the crunch, listen. Oh, here's the thing. Did uh, did the crunch ever like offer you an uh, invite back? Or did they just use you? Uh, you know, it's it's funny. They really haven't um, because I think they're very anti-clerics on their yeah. uh, podcast. They're, they're very anti-priests. Um, they're like down with the hierarchy. And yet we empty ourselves and bring them onto the podcast. Yeah, they're very, they're all into what the German bishops are up to uh, with their synodal process. They're big yep. fans of that. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, yep. I'm trying to think yep. who else. They're also big fans of liturgical dancing. So if you like that, you go listen to The Crunch. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Ethan is a very good liturgical dancer. I mean, yeah, but... All things considered. All things considered. I mean, like, it's like saying, you know, Father Harrison's a decent rapper. Yeah. Um, it's not quite... <laughs> but let me think. Let's see. I, I, I said Matt Frad is a crazy person two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, who else can we dunk on before we move on to... You see, Chris Stefanik's too nice of a guy. I can't think of anything to dunk on him with. Um, I don't know him well enough. I don't to, know well enough either. To I'm just trying to think. Like I know I'm going. He's through. not even important enough to dunk on. That's there you go. Boom, meta dunk. Um, um hmm. catching foxes are dumb. Uh, I mean, the pillars doing a live show. And they didn't dare to invite us. Yeah. Well, I mean, what kind of show would it be without us? I know exactly. They I have. Mean, they have. We t-shirts. were like the first podcast they came on to pump their show and their yeah new and i've gotten zero t-shirts from them i've gotten zero, zero merch too. yep yep we basically gave them their audience exactly yeah ridiculous it is ridiculous Ed and jd terrible no 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 love no love for the clergy um i kind of want to keep going bridges <laughs> no let's see bridges. let's see um <laughs> no podcast is an island except for this one once all the bridges are burned <laughs> um, well, no listeners no yeah. community. It'll just be yeah. you and me yakking at each other every week. Which, you know, I'm okay with it. Because what okay is it. friendship if not a podcast that you don't record? I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Time for theological emergencies. Thank you for calling Clerically Speaking. If this is truly a theological emergency, please dial 1 at any time. Hi, I flushed my goldfish down the toilet, and I wanted to know, is that a sin? Theological Emergency. We'll take your call at 412-912-7995. And <laughs> you're tired, you get silly, eh? Oh, boy. Yeah, this podcast is an emergency. All right, so let's see what we got this here. This is an emergency. Hey, guys, this is... Rob from Philadelphia. I can even decide if you want to believe me or not. Uh, I was having a discussion with a friend this past weekend, and we were having a little debate. 
and I wanted to get your thoughts. What was, what is our greatest gift from God? Was it the resurrection or was it creation? Just the fact that we're able to walk this earth. Love to hear your thoughts and a little debate between the two of you. Uh, love your insights. Thank you so much. All right. Well, there's not going to be a debate because Father Harrison and I are both correct about this. And we'll find out exactly how correct we are in a moment. Also, I do believe you're from Philadelphia because who would lie and choose in that lie to be from the worst side of Pennsylvania? Um, As for your name, Rob, mm, doubtful. It's probably more like Bob or Bobbert or something like that. Um, but this, 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 this question, what's God's greatest gift to us? The fact that we are created or the fact that we are redeemed? Well, good sir, if you pay attention to your Easter vigil, you would remember that our birth would have been no gain had not we been redeemed by Jesus Christ. Boom. There you go. Liturgy but, answer. Yeah, but a gift has to be received in order for it to be a gift. Uh... Yeah. And so you can't, Jesus can't give us that great gift without the prior gift. And so you, in a way you could argue uh, creation is the greater gift because it literally brings us into being. Yeah, but that being would be super weak sauce. Only because of the fall. Exactly. Well, that's a good question. Does the fall, the fall doesn't uh, necessarily, okay. Does the fall... Without the redemption, does mm-hmm. the fall destroy the gift of creation? Not absolutely. Otherwise, you're a Lutheran. Right. Otherwise, you're a Lutheran, and we don't want none of that. No, no, on this show. <laughs> this is okay. So I love no theological questions. Depravity. No, no absolute no. depravity on this show. Okay. But isn't it even worse than being absolutely depraved? Is having some kind of goodness within you, but Gosh, still no. not being able to attain no. heaven? No. Just sticking around in limbo for the rest of your eternity, just just chilling there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So if I, here's the thing, yeah. What if it's all one gift? Oh, indeed, in the eternal mind of God, this is this is this is the oneness of His plan. Creation right? is an impo- like creation is impossible without Christ. Also true. In fact, look at Colossians one right? Uh, Never. is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn yeah. of all creation. In him, everything continues in being, both on heaven and on earth, things visible, whether thrones or dominions. Oh. All things are created through him and for him. Uh, he is before all else that is. In him, everything continues in being. He is, it is he who is head of the body of the church. He who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Creation and redemption are all one there. Okay, first of all, we just dunked on Lutherans. I don't need you quoting scripture on that. It, I'm it, sorry, it's I love confusing. Jesus. I'm sorry, I love the scriptures, okay? <laughs> no, okay. But also, we, we do make these kind of distinctions um, that our primary um, uh, purpose, primary mission, primary uh, preaching of the gospel is primary. But mm-hmm. it's not necessarily... But the Eucharist is a source of summon of our faith, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason is you can't have the Eucharist unless you have the preaching. Mm-hmm. So, in a certain sense, yeah, you do need. So, creation is primary, but it's not the highest gift that we have. The highest gift that we have is redemption, but creation is the primary gift. Does that um, make sense? Or am I yes. using bad words? Yes, no, it makes sense. I'm just trying to figure out a way to contradict you. 
Finally. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Truth is revealed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out, time out. You think I'm giving in? No, never. I am. I am. No, no, but like, I think part of the problem is we see creation and redemption as two separate realities. Because what we and by the way, we are in the new creation, which is not creation that is absolutely separate from the old, but fulfills Mm -hmm. the old and is in Mm -hmm. the and thus the old is fulfilled in it. And so maybe it's just all one great gift that is due. Because here's the other question is you can't have the redemption without the incarnation. Mm hmm. Which is mm. see, here's the annoying thing about you, Father Harrison is that you are of two purposes here. To one, be theologically accurate, and also to dunk on me. Yep. And it's really annoying how often those two things coincide. <laughs> it's like very difficult to have a podcast with you, where it's like you have convinced me of of your point of view, but you have mixed motivations, I feel. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Hey, listen, I'm a sinner <laughs> just like everyone else who is in need of redemption, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. You know what, Rob? Bravo. Bravo for making that happen. Good question. All right, Harrison, what do you got? Hi, this is Samantha from Phoenix, Arizona. Just wondering, is it possible for a nun after 20 years to leave the convent and get married in the Catholic Church? Thank you. Love your show. All right. Uh, Samantha, there's no way she's from Phoenix. How do you know that? I recognize that area code. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, don't uh, ducks. Don't I'm not ducks. Gonna, I'm, not, I'm not going to say anything out uh-huh. loud. I'm just saying I know what that area where that area code resides. Wow. Samantha's so, a deceiver. Lied to priests. Well, which makes me start to hold the whole question in suspicion, really. Well, the thing is, that's a very specific, like that, that question got me worried because it's like a very specific number. Right. I'm like, are you asking us to justify your leaving the convent? Is this, Sam, are you okay? You need to talk to a spiritual director, Sam. What's, what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's, let us treat this as a hypothetical. Okay. So 20 years presumes now that she's probably been, at this point, canonically, she has had to have made final vows. Yeah, it sounds like it. Probably. <laughs> right? And then, so yeah. the question is, so there's two steps in the process. The first one is, can she be dispensed from her vows? Mm-hmm. And then the second one is, can she then be married? I would argue, so there's a couple things, there's a couple steps in the process there. Yes, there are canonical procedures to be dispensed from even perpetual final vows. Um, and But it's a process. You have to go through your superiors, then their province or whatever, and it goes all the way to Rome, blah, blah, blah. Does it blah. go all the way up to the big man himself? The Pretty Pope? much, the Pope or at least to... someone who represents him or something like that, to the office right, for right, creation right. of religious or whatever. Um, and it happens, and it does happen in the church. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, that's possible. It does, yeah, it happens probably every year in different parts of the world. Like sure, it's a big church. You know? Yeah, it's a big church. Um, and there's lots of reasons for that, you know. Sometimes, like, it's not, yeah, it, it's not just always on the religious person. It might be the congregation. Might, you know, maybe it's a circumstance of life. Sometimes, right? Like, uh, um, I mean, I've heard some crazy stories about some of this sometimes, and uh, yeah. I've got, um, yeah. But um, you know, maybe you're the only person who can look after your family, and they don't really want you exclaustrated for a very long time. 
and they're like, well, maybe you need to leave or something like that. So there, you can a dispensation from vows can be imposed or requested. Mm-hmm. That's step number one. The next step is then are they free to marry? And this is where it gets complicated. This is where I'm not 100% sure. This is where I wish I had a camel around the show at the moment. But to my I knowledge. I would never wish that, but go ahead. Well, I mean, you got you to gotta, you gotta let the monkey do his dance once in a while. <laughs> well said. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is going to be such a silly episode. Speaking of burning bridges. We're both tired. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. Um, so... To my knowledge, is sometimes dispensations will be given, but there will be a um, qualification like can't be married on it. Mm. Um, now I don't know how. I don't know how common that is. This is the stuff I'm. That's way outside my my purview. But essentially, to say it is possible, it does happen. I, like here's the thing: if a, if a woman's in a religious order, finds a guy she's in love with, like I'm outie, and wants to seek dispensation. That is a bad idea because you never leave a vocation for a person because the person will never, ever, ever uh, meet the ideals of what you're looking for in the long run. Um, right. Also, there's the, 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 the age-old tradition and rule that it's, it's sisters before misters. <laughs> this, is, this is also, it's like the fourth <laughs> vow. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even that good of a joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, uh uh so someone leads the congregation and listen, there are there are people sometimes where they've left, never sought dispensations. And then they just leave they kinda of stop practicing their faith essentially. They marry yeah. civilly for whatever reason. Now here's the thing, you marry civilly, you are you then have a canonical penalty placed on you for that, for attempting yeah. civil marriage while still in vows. So you have to have that figure it out as well now there are situations where this happens then they want to get reconciled with the church want to get their marriage recognized yada 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 and the church has a process for this too like this is the thing the law in the end is actually very stretchy because it recognizes it's dealing with sinners Mm -hmm. and it wants to bring them keep them in the fold as best as possible so I think yeah in the end yes that's the process more or less to my knowledge Mm mm-hmm yeah, so I mean, twenty years is a long time. I think this situation would be pretty rare. Um, can it happen and everything be kosher at the end of the day? Yes, that's possible. Um, at the same time, like that's definitely going to be an awfully. It's got to be an awfully difficult and traumatic decision to make, even if it's um, no matter what the circumstances. That would be tough. That'd be really tough for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but can that happen? They can still be Catholics and married legitimately. Yeah, that can be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, being in the comment that long, it's probably rare. Is that fair? I think, I mean, same thing. Like, I mean, uh, things change, communities change. You know, you've had, you had a lot of priests who have been priests for a long time. And then, uh, you know, the seventies happened and sixties and seventies happened. And they, you know, left priesthood after a long, long time being a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Words. What's, what's, uh, Nick likes to quote the one insurance company. Uh, when it regards to Catholic Church, you know, um, Geico. We know a thing or two. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. That's kind of the Catholic Church. That's right. kind of canon law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. Uh, I guess we'll do presbyteral exhortations now. I guess so. You sound so confident. 
Yeah, I mean, why not? Sounds like a time to do it. And now it is time for presbyteral exhortations. Oh, yes. yes. Quite good, quite good. Indubitably. Mm -hmm. I bet they can't wait to learn. They're gonna learn so much. It's my favorite part. It's the best part. Yes, yes, quite. Yes. I've never gotten this far or this close to presbyteral exhortations without having any idea what I'm gonna talk about. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so happy you love our listeners this much. Uh, in fairness, I only had a week to prepare, and then I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, one second. I, I know what I'm talking about. Let's call Nick. Why? Because he might have an idea for me. Oh, okay. This might be a great bit, or it might be terrible. Let's see. Nick. I hope he doesn't swear. Sometimes he does that when I call him. Well, he can just edit it out. That's true. We're just going to give him a lot of work here. <laughs> I assume he'd be driving by now. Oh, this is disappointing. Like driving back from his thingy or? Yeah. Why don't you phone Riley then? Oh, let's try. I'll try Riley. Producer Riley. Who is still on my phone as Riley McCatholic. That's awesome. Hmm. Um, Might have to call Indiana. Is she old enough to have a cell phone? Okay. What about... Like one of the last. Hello, you've reached Riley Sharapa with the Melinda Lynch team at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, the preferred realty. Leave a message after the beep and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Have a great day. That's right. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, you can uh, check out Riley's real estate service. All right, let's see who's next. Do, 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 do. We'll call Shannon last. Father Anthony. Oh, Shannon Lass, uh, I am in the middle of an episode of Clerically Speaking. I'm here with Father Harrison. Um, I say hi. And uh, he says hi. And okay. uh, the problem is that I don't know what I'm going to talk about hi. for... Yes, say yes, yes. He says hello. Um, I don't know what I'm going to talk about for presbyteral exhortations. Do you have any ideas? Wait, call me, call me back in three seconds because I'm talking on my watch. Okay. I mean, we're in the middle of the show right now. Uh, Call me back in uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, this is going to be a huge mess. So, I was just dealing with a theological emergency. Okay, what's your theological emergency? Uh, my little wanted to know if Satan, why Satan decided to go bad, and did he really think he was going to be able to beat God and what <laughs> his actual name before he became Satan? That's those are great questions. We, we're literally in the middle of recording an episode right now and trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about because I did an episode last week and I've got nothing this week. I listened to it today, the one on confession. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, well, I got distracted because I was cleaning while I was listening, but I really was wishing that you lived closer because I would totally go to confession with you. <laughs> mm. Ask me all the things about like, yeah, but 
like, go deeper because I could, t- yeah, not under my skin in a good way, though. That's good. So do you need a topic? Yeah. Okay. Um, hi, Father Harrison. Uh, let's see. What should they talk about? Unclerically speaking. Do you have any questions about anything? God? The math? Yes, we've been talking about this. Okay. But how are you supposed to find out what God wants you to do? I know, like, praying and asking him, but what else can we do? It's a great question. All right, good. I think we've got. I think we've got some stuff to go on. You're not getting. You're not getting an answer right now, Emma. You have to listen to the episode. Yeah, it's gonna be like in two weeks. So if you don't hear like a voice booming out of the choir loft, how do you know? That's true. What's the Holy Spirit and what's you? Right. Oh, that's a good question. Anything else? Anything? Um, I. It's still hard for me to understand. But how does per- what is purgatory and how does it work? And moms ex- explain this with the weirdest example, but baseball pants like just going in in the final wash. That is correct. All right. All right. Thanks, friends. Oh, he changed his mind. is a hell of a problem. Okay. Well, this has been fun. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 You two are the worst. Yes. The worst. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Do with that what you will. I turned off my mic in because I was like, oh, we're going to get feedback constantly. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Good job. Um, so let's let's talk about Satan because apparently that's what the children want to know about Father Harrison. Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay, um, this is a question that, that comes up a lot. So first of all, um, I think there's never going to be a satisfying answer to this because mm-hmm. at its heart, evil is irrational. Like there's nothing like when you're trying to make sense out of evil, you actually I don't think. Yeah, you actually can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try very hard to do this. Um, one of the things that we do a lot in our culture, in our movies and this sort of thing is to like, how did this person become evil? Um, and that might be a more 
reasonable question to ask of a human being because um, our nature is good, just fallen. Um, so how does no one in that sense is born evil? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a thing that happens. And it's also important to not explain away somebody's own will because evil is also to choose not God has to be a choice. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be culpability. So nobody's like innocent of becoming a mass murderer or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this kind of comes down to really the nature of who God is that or how do I want to say this? Really there only is hmm okay, correct me on this but I need to say something in order to get it out. Mm -hmm. There only is God. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And then God creates and so creation is connected to God. So Mm -hmm. anything to exist is going to be somehow in relationship to God, right? And there is nothing that is... Is your phone ringing? Oh, no. that's Those are the bells. Oh, sorry. Okay. Of my church bells. Sorry. I keep on forgetting. It's time that. for the Angelus, Father Harrison. Sorry. Speaking of <laughs> angels. <clears throat> okay. This is, this is all to say that like you, we can't make sense out of Lucifer's decision. Yes. Right. Which was uh, what we call Satan before he right, fell. Right, because Lucifer. to go against being, the source of being, etc., is the most rational thing you could do and it's non-rational it's non-explainable so there is like there's no genealogy you can offer there's no mm-hmm. there there's a narrative to help understand what he did but i mean right. and, and there is a logic to sin but it's a it's a um yeah there's a logic to sin but it's not you can't the explanation won't make it any better like right. oh i just watched the exorcist again with my young adults Oh, fun! And uh, uh, there's a scene where Father Damien and um, Father Marin are in the house getting ready for the exorcism, and Father uh, Damien's like, "Well, let me tell you about. I think it'd be really helpful for you to hear about the history of the case." He goes, "Why?" Father Marin goes, "Why? Why would that help me?" Yeah, it wouldn't help him because you're dealing with evil. You're dealing with the illogical thing. Exactly. Um, and so the, the the story, and, and I'm not sure where this, how this weighs in tradition, mm-hmm. um, but my favorite story as far as what is maybe most plausible or at least most helpful to us to understand this whole thing is that, well, we know for sure that angels do have free will, that, um, but their free will, uh, I'm going to mess up my philosophy here, but it, it works differently in a sense uh, yes, because, because of their they knowledge. Don't have, they don't have, time doesn't pass like us. Yeah. Right. So it's uh, like I believe the phrase is like uh, Thomas or Thomas will say like the angels are a a eternal like the a eternal non eternal. They're not also like temporal like we are. Like yeah, they they when God creates them and and uh, they see things from a unique perspective all within kind of an instant and the instance also their is their choice. Mm-hmm. Choice so and, they, and being yeah. kind of coincide. So they completely know what they're choosing, basically. Yeah. Um, so there's, it's not even so much that the angels can't be redeemed, is that they would never want to be. They've already chosen not to be. Mm-hmm. Which, if that, if you think about that and you're like, but why? 
that makes no sense. The love of God is so much nicer than not God, which is hell. Yeah. Um, I, one of my uh, favorite uh, theologians who I haven't read in a while, um, uh, Shaben, Matthias, Joseph mm-hmm. Shaben, he talks about um, in his book on the mysteries, one of the mysteries he talks about is the mystery of evil. And he says, this is a different kind of mystery. Mm-hmm. It's not mystery in the same sense. It's mystery in this kind of unknowable because there isn't necessarily a logic to it. Um, it is something that can be revealed by God at the end of time, but it's just, it's a different kind of thing. So there's always going to be a darkness uh, when we peer into it, a different kind of darkness that we won't be able to see through. So if you're confused by Satan's choice, that means that you are a good person, <laughs> if you will, because right. like you're, you have enough rationality to realize that that's not, that doesn't make sense. Um, the story, and this is the story I told, um, on, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, here's the thing. I actually yeah. think it does make sense in a way. Okay. But not in the sense of, um, I can explain why he made the choice. I, I think it makes sense that when you, when you, I've seen people who choose evil and mm-hmm. deep evil, and I've seen them choose the rejection of God in it. Yes. And yes, we are more limited creatures in a way than the angels are but um, man is able to choose the good or the evil just as you know we have free will to do this right and I've seen people do it and and so and we would say well how could they do that God loves you you know like why would you you know and and, and so on and so forth I'm like yeah but they still choose it mm-hmm. now why um, that is the hard question but I've seen it in experience right yeah and and, and because in the end love of other can't break out of love of self like in the selfish way they they can't give themselves away for another mm-hmm. it's why pride is the highest sin right yeah it's it's why it's why pride's at the root of everything um because it says mm-hmm. i am actually as creature like i deny my creatureliness I did not. Yeah. Like, here's the thing, because I, I don't, I actually don't know if if Satan wants. We have the tradition around this, right? But um, there's we a should, rebellion. We should say the tradition around it. Well, there's the tradition simply that there's a rebellion, right? And like there's right. a, in the Book of Revelation, there's the th- the third of the stars in heaven falling, and yeah. so on and so forth. Um, there are stories like this is the thing. I don't now, uh, as unlike last episode, I don't know all my biblical stories around uh, Satan. Uh, sure. And the evil one uh, uh, to know if I'm being accurate here, but to my knowledge, uh, we don't hear about uh, the evil one wanting to become greater than God. No, we get that I think from Michael's name. Right, right. Here's the thing, though, because I my sense is pride yeah. is to say I no I don't as creature I can be self sustaining. Mm-hmm. That's pride. Yeah, I don't need God to be, and that's a problem. Yeah, because and I think that's what it said. I think I think that's so. I think yeah. in a way that can make it make more sense in a way, because mm-hmm. and, and this is why, and the devil then doesn't attack God directly, but he can attack God indirectly through his image in man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why he goes after us, right? But I think in the end, you can, you can, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it, if it's like, I want to be greater than God, 
But it's rather to say, I don't need God to be. Yes. I refuse him. It's to have love without God. Yeah. Like that's ultimately self-love can never be love because God isn't involved in it. Mm -hmm. It's this trying to stand on your own, even though you are based in without God's love, you're based in nothingness. Mm -hmm. So it's, it is, it is a contradiction. Um, but it, you know, the, the, the fun, this is the story I told at, um, the feast day of the archangels, the mm -hmm. kind of classical story. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if the church fathers did this one or what, what it is, but the idea that, um, the angels were kind of put to the test to see whether or not they right. would choose God or not. Right. And the test was a revelation of the incarnation uh, that God would become man. That first of all, God would make human beings and then God would become man. And this was abhorrent to Satan who did not want to worship a creature that was lower than himself. And so he says, I will not serve. Uh, and that's when St. Michael, the archangel, uh, speaks up as like, who is like God? And he kicks his butt out of heaven. And I think that can be... I don't know where that story like lands on the weight of tradition scale, but I think it's a helpful one for right. us. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, but I'm not actually necessarily looking the, a, I'm looking up the catechism right now and, uh, it is, um, yeah. So here's, I think it's from paragraph 392. Yeah. Scripture speaks of a sin of these angels, the, the fallen angels. This fall consists in the free choice of these created spirits who radically and irrevocably rejected God in his reign. We find a reflection of that rebellion in the tempter's words to our first parents, you will be like God. The devil has sinned from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of lies. So in there, like even there, it's like there's not a sense that God is becoming, the devil's trying to become greater. He's just like, he's trying to say, no, I can be the source of my own being. I can be yeah. my own self-creating source, which is what God, only God can do that, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's trying to be like God in that sense, but he's not trying to be greater. He's just try, like, I don't think, because I think, I think the devil would be dumb. Like he's not a dummy. <laughs> so, right. So he knows that uh, he's not greater than God. That's not possible, but he wants to be like God and being self-sustaining and self-creating. Yeah. Um, I think there's a reason why we don't know much more mm -hmm. than that. Mm -hmm. um, this is something one of my first formators said. Uh, he said, uh, not all knowledge is saving knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, and he was kind of being flippant, but he said, you know, you, you take mushrooms and you'll get a new kind of knowledge, but it's not going to do anything to save you. Like there are things that you can know that are either utterly useless or even detrimental to you. Um, and God has given us the fullness of revelation with Jesus Christ. There's nothing more we need to know. Um, and also, I think if you look at certain Christians, there's an intuition not to delve too deeply into this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's a the great line, um, uh, which I'm going to misquote. Sorry, any Tolkien fans. Um, but that uh, the whole reason why Saruman fell is because he was too interested in studying the dark ways and he fell to yeah. them. Um, yeah. This is also a fun fact why uh, um, J.R.R. Tolkien was horrified that the screw tape letters were dedicated to him because he thought it was a terrible idea to write from the perspective of <laughs> demons. He's like, what are you doing? That's a terrible idea. You can't do that thing because it's too close to the, the thoughts of the evil one. There's no point in that. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
one of the temptations is trying to rack our mind, trying to make it more and more reasonable. We tr- we we have a temptation to end up making the enemy sympathetic. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's very dangerous. So, but then here's here's a counter argument, just to okay be a little a devil's advocate. Uh, hey, <laughs> um, is to say, but then aren't you just aren't you just uh, saying I don't have an answer, and you're just trying to couch it in pietisms, oh, yeah. and, 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 you know, like like as like an outsider, if you will, right? Like sure. I, I could hear them saying that, but I sure. I, I agree with you though. I don't think it, it it's like uh, we talked about this either. I'm not quite sure when it dropped either before this podcast or after one of my bonus episode on universal salvation, right? Like how you sure. want to be these questions. There's certain questions you have to be careful with because it's not that we can't know them per se, but they require a certain spiritual attitude to be able to know them properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise it's like a child. It's like a five-year-old trying to, you know, run a nuclear reactor <laughs> essentially because this yeah. is dangerous stuff. Like, like it can be dangerous stuff. It can be used the wrong way. That, and that's really hard for us to understand today. It's like, no, knowledge is knowledge is knowledge. Like, no, no, not all knowledge is equal, yeah. folks. Like you were saying, like yeah. not all knowledge needs salvation. Um, not all knowledge is equal and that this is important. There is a place for it, but we want to be careful going too deep into the question because we're dealing with the source of sin itself and it mm-hmm. may try to attract us like you said make try to make us sympathetic to it towards it etc and uh we need to have such a horror of sin mm-hmm. that only like it's it's why in the end i think the devil only tends to manifest himself when he's kind of you know when he's manifesting himself he's kind of near his end mm-hmm. right he he's losing because he doesn't right. he's not hidden anymore he's not anonymous um that's where he likes to be so we we yeah, we just have to, because that's the thing, because we if we can't sense him in the anonymous and the hidden and the banal, then we're not in a place yet to fully understand the mystery or to go into it deeper. We're not, we're not spiritually prepared to go into it deeper, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, this is why people fall into the occult, uh, yeah. not realizing the, the truth about God, of uh, the fallen angels, that sort of thing, searching for kind of knowledge that they think is harmful, I mean, they don't realize it's harmful. That's that's the thing. Like Satan is a uh, person, mm-hmm. um, not just knowledge or a theory or an idea that can be studied harmlessly. Right. He's actively working against us. Yeah. Um, and so are the other fallen angels. And so to just <laughs> splash around in evil, you're gonna you, there's gonna be somebody in that pool trying to drag you to the bottom. It's not yeah. it's not all fun and games. That's that's the thing. Like, and why the church is sometimes hesitant uh, in talking about certain things, or like why we have, uh, why we used to have the index, the book, uh, because what is the priority is salvation, which is the ultimate truth. Like, God is the ultimate truth. And so there are certain kinds of knowledge that if you're not properly prepared, not ready for, don't have permission for, that can drive you away from truth. So it's kind of one of these, like, it's almost a paradox that sometimes knowledge can take you away from the truth uh, because um, there's a moral aspect to it. Yeah, because it's not rightly ordered. Yeah. Yeah, because truth and goodness and beauty all go together. Boom. Word. Yeah. So um, it's a huge bummer to answer um, our listeners' 
uh, question. It's a huge bummer that uh, Adam and Eve uh, chose evil, and that way, and, and then people get sick and end up throwing up. It's yeah, very weird that we bookended mm-hmm. our episode with that, but maybe that's Providence. There you go. <laughs> it's a huge bummer. Um, <laughs> but here's Baby's the thing. Barf. Why say why 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 the original sin happen? Why why we are affected by original sin? That's a great book, book title. It is. It's a great book title, uh, <laughs> a great treatise. Um, but also, the neat thing about Jesus Christ is that even when bad things happen to us, which are truly bad, right? Yeah. Throwing up, that's a sad thing to happen. Absolutely. A painful thing, you know, all that. But God can even bring good out of that and use our suffering to bring people closer to him. So even something as gross and as painful as being sick and throwing up can ultimately be used for good. So mm-hmm. that's that's part of the good news as well. Right, exactly. That, it's like Jesus, Jesus uh, the, the power of Christ is that he enters into all that. And thus, even when you're sick, uh, where you think God might be distant is actually the place where he's now close. Mm-hmm. So, oh, barf, where is your power? Oh, barf, where is your sting? Yeah. Or stink. And I'm sorry even. I've said that word many times this oh, episode. No, no, no. <laughs> See, oh, barf, where is your power? Barf, where is your stink? That You had, you had it right stink. there. Stink. Oh, I could have made that pun. A little, I could have made it more punny. Okay. Well, thanks. We're uh, kind of, we're both, we're both tired. <laughs> thanks, Last Family, for, for pulling me out. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> It's funny, Riley called back. Good luck, Nick, with editing this. You're great. Give yourself an extra dollar. Um, Everyone donate to Patreon so that uh, Nick can get paid for his work. Um, And thanks for listening. Please leave a review on iTunes and tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your enemies, too, because Jesus says you must love. We must love our enemies. Me, too. Even Father Harrison. You can find me getting ready for my day off. You can find me trying to stay awake doing paperwork. Contact the podcast. Oh yeah, I'll that too. <laughs> you don't take my gimmick, man. Contact the podcast. Sorry, sorry. Contact the podcast and receive updates at ClericalPod on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, or email us at clericallyspeaking at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you have a theological emergency, call 412-912-7995. That's 412-912-7995. Peace. God bless.